Hello and welcome to a weekend classic rock edition of the Heart of Markness podcast. Hola. Today, tonight, to afternoon, we have the Rolling Stones. Another Mike Millard recording. Is it a master recording? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Another Mike Millard master recording. Thank you, Gems Trading Group. For the acquisition, restoration, and conversion of these timeless, priceless artifacts of a bygone era. The concert recordings of St. Mike Millard. Excellent. Here we have the Rolling Stones on their 1989 Steel Wheels tour. If you all are old enough, you remember. But if you're not... Uh, 89 was an interesting year, 88, 89, for the 70s rock gods. Um, 89 was the year, a year that The Who came back as well. The Who broke up in 1982. The Stones had last toured in 1982. They did not break up, although they had a soft breakup. But after 1982, they put out two more albums, Undercover and... Dirty work. And then Mick went off and did his solo thing, you know, in the same way that Robert Plant did and Phil Collins did. Uh, even Roger Daltrey to a much smaller... No, not, I'm not going to say to a much smaller degree. I don't think he sold much worse than Mick. Um, these folks, that's what these folks did. Uh, the 70s bands kind of broke up on the rocks of the 80s, uh, if not literally, then figuratively. Oh, poetic that um, same thing with the Eagles. You know, they didn't these guys, super bands from the 70s um, had a hard time transitioning into the 80s, by and large. Even solo artists like Bob Dylan, uh, he was greatly diminished in the 80s and had to reinvent himself. And in trying to reinvent himself to an 80s sound. Uh, you know, same thing the Stones did, same thing the Who did. People much prefer a 2000, 2003 Who concert to a 1989 Who concert, even though the guys would be, you know, more than a decade younger. The Stones kind of were a little more authentic or got back, were able to find their legs and be able to to integrate their 70s persona into, into a post-millennial au revoir. Um <laughs> What I'm saying is this. The 89 tour for the Stones and for a lot of other folks was them reconciling with the 80s going through kind of a midlife crisis because everybody hit 40 about the same time and try and get in step with what popular music sounded like and be contemporary, you know? So they got hair plugs. They dressed in parachute pants. They said, what's up? And uh, embarrassed their kids. The Steel Wheels tour, however, even though it was their first tour in eight years, was a record uh, seven years then if they toured into 82. Um, Mick and Keith had kind of a breakup and a reconciliation, which was, um, you know, if you were there, you remember it. 
but they got back together after basically after Keith put out a solo album in response to Mix putting out a couple of solo albums. Um, neither one really did great, although the first one with Just Another Night With You, I think did okay. And then his next one, Primitive Cool, didn't do shit. And uh, that's also part of it when you go out on a solo thing and you're, you know, I'm the biggest rock and roll star in the world and nobody gives a fuck when you're out there alone. Um, You don't have the drawing power, which is why Mick played theaters and Keith, when he toured, played theaters. You know, they didn't play Madison Square Garden. Um, They played like the Orpheum in Boston instead of the Boston Garden. All right, four minutes, 45 seconds in, rambling like a fool. What I'm saying is this. I have a recording of the Rolling Stones from November 4th, 1989 in Oakland playing a Coliseum. This is a big ass 50,000, 60,000, you know, football stadium, which is how I saw the Stones the only time I did, which was on this 89 parachute pants tour um, at, what was it, Sullivan Stadium at the time, I think, in... uh, Boston, where the Patriots played, outside of Boston, really. Um, It was my only giant arena concert I'd ever been to, and I didn't enjoy it. I don't like people anyway, but that many, it was cool. I mean, it was a good show. I'm glad I saw it. I was on Keith's side of the stage, and uh, it was freezing that night. Living Color opened, and they were fantastic. And um, it was cool. I'm glad I did it. But I'm unhappy that I didn't see them on any consequent subsequent tours because um, I kind of liked them in the 90s. I kind of I kind of I don't hate Bridges to Babylon. I hate a lot of it. But what I like on it, I like as many songs on Bridges to Babylon as I do on like. Tattoo you. Is that true? Maybe, maybe not. Let me let me dial that back as I like on undercover or fuck as I like on um, black and blue or it's only rock and roll. I don't like those albums that much. What do you care? What? Why do you care? Did you get stoned, Mark, before you did this? I did. And I didn't realize that I was fairly stoned. I thought I was just kind of stoned. So apologies, but I'm on to something. In 1989, if you saw these 70s... Oh, Floyd, too. Holy shit, David Gilmore coming out looking like anybody's dad. <laughs> I mean, and still kicking ass, kind of, kind of. But again, the 94 uh, Floyd tour is way better than the 87, 88 Floyd tour. It's these guys trying to, trying to I don't know, fit in, I guess. Trying to fit in with, you know, that old gum of yours is back in style. Um, Let's get down to brass tacks. Seven minutes in. Thanks for bearing with me. All right. He's focused. November 4th, Oakland Coliseum. Taped by Mike Millard. Um, He got a great capture, but you're not going to get, you can't get a a, one of those unbelievable Millard captures like he gets on uh, Listen to This Eddie. Or, or some of his unbelievable, like, perfect recordings. Like Floyd, 75, for example. Because it's just a giant outdoor. The, the, the acoustics are different. He got it. It's really good. It's really, really good. And this is their last tour that they did with Bill Wyman. 
So you have kind of the 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 original Rolling Rolling Stones to a point. I mean, Woody joined in '75, but you've still got Charlie, you've still got Bill. Still can't believe Charlie's gone, and you know you still have a functioning band. They did what the Who did, which was get 150,000 supplementary musicians, backing backup singers and stuff to fill in, fill in the blanks of the recording so they can sound a lot more like the record uh, and they can play some of their 80s content, which I am going to be playing for you tonight. That's right. Look at what you did. You were there with me. We can't deny it. You're going to listen to it. You're going to hear 1980s Rolling Stones. Well, they played other songs. They sure did. They sure did. And they played them well. We're not hearing them. We have to suffer through this. No, we don't. I just wanted to play some stuff that didn't get played much while it's still fairly contemporary. So we're going to open with Undercover. And um, I don't know. I'm not a giant live Stones guy, but I don't know if they played Undercover uh, after this tour. I don't know if it's something that it probably popped up maybe once or twice. But again, I don't know. So here's Undercover, which is was recorded in 84, I think. Came out in 84, maybe 83. I don't know, when I was in high school, an underclassman. Undercover, ladies and gentlemen, Rolling Stones, November 4th. Enjoy.
There you go. That's right. You were there when that happened. So very, very 80s. And by 80s, I meant like the Who did. There's just They fill in all the gaps and make it sound super like the album in ways. Mick did not put much into that song. There's some parts of that song that need yelling that he did not yell. I don't know. Maybe they did that song like. Or maybe that's how they wanted to deliver it. It didn't sound like Mick put any Mickey in it. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah. Remember that video? The video was cool. The, the videos for that album were cool. That and um, She Was Hot was super cool as well. I believe this is the time that Charlie was having. He hit, Charlie finally got on the on the caught up with the cool kids and had a little bout of substance abuse issues um, around this time, I believe. And got over it, handled it, you know, stayed married, didn't go crazy, probably because by that time, by the mid 80s or even early 80s, there was a rehab culture. There was a system in place to deal with that. Whereas, you know, even five years earlier in the late 70s, there wasn't much like the Betty Ford Clinic just kind of just started. Betty Ford Center, whatever it was called. Um, that was new. That celebrity rehab and, and just rehab culture was in its uh, infancy, or at least in its youth. So I'm glad Charlie got his shit together and it was just a phase, probably midlife. <laughs> midlife crisis, you know. But... Moving ahead. Now we're going to listen to something fantastic. Not that that wasn't fantastic. That was good. And I like that song. It's very not Stones-ish. But it's still got that chop and Keith. I used to like playing that in high school, actually. Just that riff. Um, All right. let's, 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 Let's move along here, shall we? Listen to a song that is fan-fucking-tastic. And has just the best groove. Especially when it's by the original folks. Keith, Charlie, and Bill. And Ronnie. Ronnie's doing some stuff too. Nice. He's not as... Uh, on, on the on the Still Life Tour, the Tattoo You Tour, uh, Ronnie was really super coked out. Like, ridiculous. I remember reading, I think, in Spin Magazine, actually, um, that he was doing like smoking like 20 grams, 23 grams a day or something. Maybe I'm conflating that with how much is in an ounce. Anyways, a shitload, a ridiculous amount of cocaine. And it, it was visible to the point where he was like ducking back to hit all the time. uh, Even during concerts would disappear. Not that there weren't other musicians, especially in the eighties. Cocaine was the demon. Um, But by 89, he too, had gotten himself together a lot more, although he, he, you know, struggles with sobriety, I think, still on and off. Um, TLDR, I'm sorry, super babbly. He's playing well. <laughs> he puts, he's playing well at this show. He really contributes in it, you know, um, even, especially latter day, even, even more recently in the last 10 years or so, it seems like he's, he's, uh, upped his, not upped, upped his game, uh, maybe gotten more clarity and stuff. He seems to be playing better and more interesting stuff when he plays with the Stones, even. I think he got out there pretty far. 
Um, as did Keith, but Keith is Keith. <laughs> and also Keith wasn't the lead player. Keith just had to crunch out those rhythms, which he still does with his, his arthritic hands to a point. Um, I'm babbling again. Tumbling Dice, everybody. A great song. A great song. A great song from Exile on Main Street, which is a great album. Enjoy it. I command you.
I want you to thank you very much for coming out here today. I know it took a bit longer probably because of the damage by the earthquake. I must tell you, our hearts go out to those of you that suffered from that. Oh yeah, the earthquake. Remember that? That was a long time. 30, 32 years ago? 32 years ago. Oh my God. I'm old. Holy shit, I was 21 when that happened. Oh my God, I'm 53. That was a cool tune. Tumbling Dice. Cool tune. Love it, love it, love it. Especially... That that in the middle with just Charlie. So good. That was awesome. That was awesome. Let's now listen to another contemporary to the time stone song which is actually a single off steel wheels the tour for which they're supporting rock in a hard place i like it better than mixed emotions i'm sorry and the video for rock in a hard place was actually um one of the nights that compile that live video is from uh, foxborough stadium that's what it was um the concert that i was at so in a way, you could say that I was in a Rolling Stones video. Zoom and enhance. There I am, way up there. All right, friendos, rock in a hard place. Oh, let me read you the set list for this because I'm going to have this available for download, this show uh, at heartofmarkness.com. One of the many places you can find me, like Twitter and Facebook and uh, YouTube under the name heartofmarkness.com. Uh, the dot com is my website where I post the podcast as well as links to the shows that I cover that you can get for free. Thanks to my patrons. Here's the set list. Got the intro, ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Stones. Start me up. Bitch. Sad, sad, sad. Undercover of the night. Harlem shuffle. Tumble and dice. Miss you. Ruby Tuesday. Angie. Dead flowers. Rock in a Hard Place, Mixed Emotions, Honky Tonk Women, we're not even close to done, Midnight Rambler, You Can't Even Get What You Want, Before They Make Me Run, Happy, Paint It Black, 2,000 Light Years From Home. 2,000 Light Years From Home, I remember that, they did that, and then they did they did it on uh, TV in, in 3D, you can get the 3D glasses and see them do that. Man, I still remember that. Uh... Where am I? 2,000 light years from home. Sympathy for the devil. Gimme shelter. It's only rock and roll. Brown sugar. I can't get no satisfaction. And jumping jack flash. 26 songs. Well, 25 because of the intro. 25 songs. Holy shit. You got your money's worth. All right, friendos. And that's in fine Mike Millard quality, as you've heard, unless you jumped in at this point in the podcast, which would be very, 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 very unlikely. A finite improbability, but a highly improbable one. All right, friendos, the last one for you. Rock in a hard place. Enjoy.
Flash. Overproduced, in my opinion. I mean, still cool, still the Rolling Stones, but um, I guess it's the it's the synthesizer sounds that kind of date it, and it's not their fault. It was good. I mean, I liked it. I wouldn't have put this on here if I didn't like it. I like that song, but it's interesting. It just doesn't. Um, I don't know. It's of a time, I guess. I hope you enjoyed it. This was good. I'm not. This is not me saying I didn't enjoy that show. I did, or those songs. It's just weird. I'm, I can't. I guess I can't articulate uh, what I'm trying to articulate. So I'ma shut up. Finally, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. You'll be able to go to hardomarkus.com and get that for free. Um, if it's not there when you look, look again in a couple days. I'm a lazy man who's very, very good at self sabotage, but it'll get up there eventually. So. Enjoy it. I'm probably going to do another couple couple of these this weekend. Oh, shit. I still have to do a patron broadcast. All right. Podcast. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. Rolling Stones, November 4th. Yeah. Be good to yourselves and each other. Good night.